0: Welcome to this Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd.
1: I'm Nick Gunning, and we've been following the
0: Ewoks throughout
1: their storied history. But this time, our journey through Star Wars Vintage brings us to the Clone Wars
0: Micro Series. Micro Series. Uh, Today, we're discussing Volume 2 of the Clone Wars (laughs) 2D Micro... The longest name ever. Get it all in there. With special guest... Steven Van Valkenburg. Welcome, Steven.
1: Steven was a regular contributor to the All the Books show for the David A. Howe Library, and he has the distinction of of closing the curtain on fellow Radio Meanwhile show, Three Nice Things, uh, where you talked, what, Bulletproof monk Was that it, Steve. Uh, Yes. Okay.
2: (laughs) That was an experience. That's a hard
0: one. (laughs) So uh, we're a little
1: concerned that you're a harbinger of death because you were on Three Nice Things, and then they just closed up shop. So we're worried this will be the last episode of This Enduring Life. Uh, any comment? <laughs> I declined to comment at this he, time okay. for legal right. right. so reasons. <laughs> right. So we'll be okay. But just just to for a refresher,
2: thumbs up, thumbs down on Bulletproof Monk. The things I enjoyed about it were things that nobody else enjoyed about it. So take that's that how brand. you will. That's, on oh, that's, that's very much on brand for me.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, all episodes of Three Nice Things still available on YouTube, so you can go and listen to Stephen's episode of uh, Bulletproof Monk If you want, you don't have to, because Three Nice Things was a rough time. I watched some truly terrible movies for that podcast, and it was never worth it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Son of the Mask, you guys, is the worst... I've it. never been able to bring myself to watch I Don't it. ever.
0: Worse worse than uh, Battlefield Earth, though. I mean. Mm. Battlefield Earth,
1: though, is sort of like magnificently terrible. Like, it's not a good movie, but like, there's so much to talk about. Son of the Mask is True. just like upsetting. So.
0: Insultingly bad. Like, it it's is. just so yeah. bad. Yeah. We watched oh, it and man. we were
1: just like, why? Why?
0: That was. This would have felt like with Expendables four, and like I had a friend of mine, like, what were you expecting? And I was just like, something. Yeah, but this dialogue, it's so bad. It's like, it. Yeah, it's like somebody read the line and they were like, oh, that sounds. That's just way too good. You should make it like this, and it just sounds so bad. I don't think so
1: bad. I know I saw Expendables one like at a big drive-in theater outside. I don't know that I ever watched another one, so maybe I won't.
0: One and two were fairly good. Three was just a little bit. This four, I don't even know if I finished it, so that, I'm not. I shouldn't. Uh, yeah, I shouldn't say it's terrible, but I mean, like, I I think I think it took me three nights, and I'm not even done with it, and that oh was like gosh. that was me on the couch after surgery. So, if I couldn't watch it all the way through for three nights, it yeah. just at that point yep. wasn't worth it. To I think it that's so a pretty
1: good indication that it's not a good movie. But yeah, anyway. Our topic today is Clone Wars. This was directed by Jandy Tartakovsky, written by him and Derek Bachman. We're discussing volume two today, which is technically aired as the third season. So Mm -hmm. volume one comprised the first two series. And then this is uh, this is volume two, technically season three, ran from March 21st to March 25th, 2005. Released on DVD as volume two. On December 6, 2005, and then released on Disney Plus on April second, twenty 2021. Hmm. So the first two seasons, Volume 1, those were three-minute episodes. Yep. This was like five
0: 25-minute episodes or something. Yeah, longer, 15, longer. 20 ones? Yeah, yeah, it was like 15, 20 like or that. something like that.
1: And I do think you could feel that a little bit, like in the pacing and stuff, The. The first one was so relentless. You know, it was just like, boom, boom, action, 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 Kid Fisto underwater, action, action, action. And this was, its time a little bit more, a little heavier on slapstick, but we will get into that. Uh, Mm. Cast includes Matt Lucas as Anakin Skywalker. Now, Steven, we were not too thrilled with that voice. You are, of course, uh, an expert and a lover of all things prequels. How do you feel about this
2: Anakin voice? Mm. I would prefer to consign this to the nether regions of the force. (laughs) (laughs) Nether regions (laughs) of the force. Yeah, it's not good.
1: Even where the
0: force don't shine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. James Arnold Taylor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Greg Griffin is Padme. Tom Kane is Yoda. Corey Burton is Count Dooku. Of course, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. On the note of C-3PO, our featured cast member today is Tom Kane. So Tom Kane plays Yoda here, and he's probably best known to Star Wars fans as the voice of Yoda because he's been doing it since 1999. So a good long while in animation Mm. and games and other things, uh, you often will be hearing uh, a Tom Kane Yoda. But he also has the distinction of being one of the very few other actors to voice C-3PO. So the times when even Anthony Daniels is like, you know what, I don't need that check. Uh, Someone else (laughs) can do it. Tom, which is not often, which Which is is not
0: not very often, very
1: rare, but he has done it several times. The first time he did it was in a video game from 1998 called Droid Works, where you create your own droid and C-3PO is kind of like the, oh, my, look at what you're creating, you know, kind of character. And that was uh, that was that that was Tom Kane, who's Yoda here. But uh, he has voiced C-3PO many a times over the years. Now, Stephen, last week we were talking about how we came to
2: know about this show. Did you watch this when it was on? How did you discover the micro series? I don't think I saw it in the installments on Cartoon Network. I think I actually saw the action figures in store before I actually watched the show. And they're such a different style than to all the other Star Wars action figures that were out at the time. Yeah. They were very appealing to me personally. Then I tracked down the show. I don't remember if I ended up watching it on TV whenever it came around again. Yeah. But the toys, I think, are what hooked me to start with. Okay,
1: that makes sense. We didn't discuss the action figures last time, but they are cool. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. I feel like every Star Wars action figure up to that point was either like, you know, vintage 80s stuff where it's very blocky, or yep. when you move into the prequel era, they tried to do more
2: of a realistic vibe. So he's had a very like painted kind of texture, yeah. like a very pastel yeah. colors and very brushed like texture. Yeah. They're, they're different from all the other Star Wars action figures. Yeah. Well, they're very
1: cartoony, you know, yeah, and, and all the exaggerated features that you see in the show, you know, were there in the action figures. So that's interesting. I do remember these DVDs popping around a little bit, but yeah, I didn't think about coming in by way of like seeing the toys and being like.
2: Yeah. No, I always had to see the new Star Wars toys that what came in. This out? I would scan them very regularly. Oh, my gosh. You guys, the
1: golden days of Toys R Us. Oh, what a time. Oh, my goodness. Beautiful yeah. Time. Beautiful time.
2: I loved it so Go much. in
0: there and be like, 12 years old and start buying that game on layaway. Oh man, those, those were the days. I
2: remember pulling off like a stack of those action figures, trying to hold them all in my arms, trying to get the ones in the very back. ones I didn't have. Yeah.
0: Oh, such a good time.
1: Yeah. I loved it. I love doing that. I had like from the classic era when I was a little kid, I had Luke in the X-Wing gear and I had an R2-D2 and I had a Chewbacca. And I think that's maybe it from like the classic, like late seventies and eighties. I still have them bouncing around. Um, oh, and I had a wicket. Of course, I had a little wicket. Yeah, um, those
2: are my classic toys. Steve, what was your first Star Wars action figure? Do you remember? I remember for one of my birthdays it must have been a very early one. It must have been like six or seven. I think I got the uh, Luke Skywalker and like the little flight pack. Uh, set yeah, he had. it was like a deluxe Luke Skywalker. That's called, cool. The super buff Luke. Oh, nice. With the like multi prong jet pack that you got that you can fly back. on. Yeah, it was so cool. It was like yeah. the exact same stock figure as the standard one, except for it had like gray pants instead of tan pants or That's something. Cool. But I loved it. And Man, I had a whole bunch of those action Star figures. Star
1: Wars merch just went crazy. What about you?
0: I was interested in like the, um, I can't remember what they're called, but like the micro series where oh, like yeah. it was a ship. And then you got like the little yeah. figure that kind of hinged on the those. hip. And that was basically it. Maybe the arms yeah. went like this, you know. Yeah. Micro machine. I may, they might be the Micro Machine series or something like that. But like, I have a box in the closet of every one of those ships. Oh, that's every cool. single one. Like multiple. Really I got cool. You know, I got B wings, A wings, ton of X wings. Because it was sometimes it was like a two set thing. Where like, if yeah. you wanted like, if you wanted yeah. th- this one, you had to have an X wing with it. Oh. I like, oh, whatever. I already own an X wing, or I mean, uh, uh, a Tie fighter. Yeah. But uh, so I got like. I got like five TIE Fighters because I, it was just, you know, the one that I oh if you want the Millennium Falcon, it's got to come with a TIE Fighter. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. I, I want f- the Millennium Falcon, so I might as well have another yeah, TIE Fighter. It. Yeah. yeah I feel like Makes I'd sense. be remiss
2: if I did not mention my love, which continues to this day, of the collapsible <laughs> lightsabers. Oh, and any yeah. Various forms. Oh, I so yeah. vividly remember having a Qui-Gon Jinn light up green lightsaber with the sound effects that yeah. I cherished. And as I've gotten older, I pick them up whenever I find them at garage sales. I bought a whole lot online of like eight of them for super cheap. And That's I still cool. play with them to this day. That's you cool.
0: know, I, I had, I had something like that as a kid before they came out with the lightsaber versions of those. Oh really? And it was like, yeah, it was like an, I, it looked like a, it was just a light. Okay. Like it had a yellow handle and had like a rainbow, you know. Yeah, I know what you're talking it, about. You know, I, yes. yes, like that was that was the early version of it. Like it was a carnival toy, and then somebody yeah. was just like, "Yo, lightsaber!" Boom, Disney was on it, and you know, then all of a sudden you saw them everywhere in stores. Yeah, great idea.
1: My son has got quite a collection of lightsabers too. I've never had one. Like I just, I didn't get really get the toys like that when I was younger. I, I never mm. really had one, other than these like unlicensed ones that made that <laughs> series of like, <laughs> meow,
0: meow, meow uh-huh. kind of
1: sounds. So I finally had to get one to play with my son, and I got a Kai Bright Stars lightsaber from Young Jedi Adventures. So it's oh, uh, it nice. pretty fun. It's little. It's very like. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we've had some good times with it. That's good. All right, Steve, take us in. Let's uh, let's do it. Let's talk about
0: Volume 2 here. All right. The uber-detailed plot of Clone Wars 2D Micro... (laughs) (laughs) Star Wars Clone Wars 2D Micro Series Volume 2. Okay. Volume 2 wastes no time continuing what Volume 1 started. An elite group of ARC Troopers is tasked with rescuing the Jedi victims from General Grievous. It seems as though not all were lost. They managed to rescue three Jedi from the hands of the sinister General. Short on forces, the Jedi Council rallies to promote Anakin from Padawan to Jedi Knight in a special ceremony at the Jedi Temple. With his new rank and a head full of ambition, we see a great montage of Anakin's exploits and solid victories throughout the galaxy. However, not not all is going well for the Republic. Chancellor Palpatine and Mace Windu assign a strange reconnaissance mission to Obi-Wan and Anakin amidst amidst a flurry of battles across the galaxy. On the planet Nelvan, Obi-Wan and Anakin discover the inhabitants are plagued by a force that has taken all of their warriors never to return. An omen is revealed and it seems Anakin is the key to a prophecy of the one who will save them. This is Anakin's final test as a Jedi since the war pushed back his official trials. Anakin faces his destiny and rescues the Nelvon warriors who were the victims of terrible experiments at the hands of the Separatists' Techno Union. However, during his trial, Anakin has a vision of the future, one where he is the hero but also becomes something much more foreboding. Meanwhile, General Grievous and his armada of Separatist droids mount a colossal and brazen assault on Coruscant. The clone forces are overwhelmed all over the main city, but with the help of Yoda and Mace Windu, the bulk of the attack is broken off. The main assault, however, is a distraction as the focus of the attack was to allow General Grievous to capture Chancellor Palpatine. Despite the clever and best efforts of Shakti and the remaining Jedi Knights, General Grievous is successful in capturing Palpatine and retreating to his personal frigate in orbit. Obi-Wan and Anakin are notified of Palpatine's capture and immediately set off. To join the fray over Coruscant. Roll credits. Oh yeah. So
1: I have to say, last time there were some things that I was like, okay, I vaguely remember this. I would say Mm -hmm. for this one, I didn't remember a single thing. So I don't think that I've ever seen any of this before. I
0: I remembered the the Nelvon people, but I did not remember that episode not at all like, i remember the way they looked like the females they looked like cats kind of like weird yeah, cat, yeah. osmalot type things yeah and i was we like, oh, it, looked like
1: it, it looked like the avatar world it looks like uh yeah the, the navi War i mean there's
0: there's no uh copying there no but no. uh yeah like the same same for me i was just like oh my gosh i don't remember pretty much all of this yeah so i was very very surprised
1: I hate to go negative early, but I gotta say, I didn't enjoy this one as much as I enjoyed volume one. Really? Oh, you're the opposite? Oh you my gosh. The... Yeah. This oh, one was better.
0: I think the pacing oh. on this one was so much better. And oh. you know, I, I okay. think I think there was a, a little bit more focus on story. I think True. But I think the Nelvon story was a little bit extra, right? Because if it you was. think about it like You know, if this were a three minute series, there would be no time for this Mm storyline at all. But because Mm -hmm. they were like 15, 20 minute episodes, there were there was. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. I did think you feel the format change. Like there's no mistaking that these are longer episodes
2: versus.
0: Yes. You can tell.
1: Steven, what did you think? Did you like this better or worse compared to the original, like Volume One?
2: I think personally, I've watched Volume One more than I've seen Volume Two, okay. so it has a bit more of a familiarity to me. This one was less mm. like ingrained in my consciousness, so it was good to watch it again. Yeah, but I think I enjoy the first one more as well.
1: It went kind of slapsticky. Like yeah. there was there was much more mm. like humor and a lot of like sight gags and
2: there were uh, lots of very memorable pauses for yeah
1: true true where it's like all right this is gonna happen now we hold now we hold and boom there's the joke yeah and i don't really feel like the first volume had that kind of humor in
0: it it didn't there was no time you know there was no yeah, time true. to like develop true. aspects of it it was yeah i mean we right off the bat i remember being like this is way more serious than anything that we've watched
1: yeah. yes for sure speaking of things that we watched steve did you see that there was a lock in this really Oh my gosh! I'm gonna I'm gonna text it to you. Get right out now. of here! Oh, in so one face. of the
0: aliens when he's walking in, through the street, the crowd scene.
1: Yeah, it, but it and it really like closes in on it. Like it, it's like look that at the big this green one,
0: the big yeah. ugly green. Was that a Duloc? Get out of here! Yeah,
1: no he's way. Got, yeah, he's got the. I just texted it to you. He's got like the the gold hoop earrings and stuff, and the coloring and everything. I looked it up on Wikipedia, which confirms that it is in fact a Duloc. So here we go. This is the uh, the last, I guess, canonical appearance of a
0: Duloc. Oh yeah, this guy. Oh yeah, he is kind of a Duloc, isn't he? Yeah, he's got yeah. the purple yeah. eyes. I mean, that kind of yeah. gives it away too, right? And his earrings. Yeah, and yeah, it that's was a Duloc. Like,
1: we saw a big crowd shot, and then it really like focused on the Duloc for a good, you know, whatever, a couple of seconds. But yeah, I think focused that was a, a nice little homage because this was the first animated thing since Ewoks.
0: There was a there so ton, was ton of homages. There, did you yeah. see i mean there was like member berries and little nuggets of like fun stuff like what a terrible smell smell you've discovered you know like yes. and i'm thinking oh man that's like such a great line to to bring back
1: my wife caught that i didn't even catch that one but yeah
0: oh, t- terrible smell or wonderful i can't remember what he says whatever it is yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but i was just like oh yeah here we go yep yep and yeah. it fit you know didn't feel out of place
1: uh, I was excited to see Qui-Gon.
0: Yes, I'm always excited for Qui-Gon. Yeah, that was very cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, as soon as they showed little, like, apple-faced, like, little Anakin with his bowl haircut, I was like, oh, okay, all right, we're going some throwbacks. But it was nice to see Qui-Gon in here.
0: You yeah, know, it, I thought this was, was cool. I was confused at first that it was actually, like, a vision. Because mm, it didn't, yeah. it didn't quite end like it was, did it? No,
1: it didn't. No, it didn't. Like, I, I was excited to see the scene, but I didn't feel like it really connected with what was going on. Necessarily. Yes. Yeah. So I'll take it just like just to see. Qui-Gon I think again.
0: maybe I think it did end fun. with Yoda kind of sitting there like. Yeah. But like, I wasn't sure. I was like, wait a minute. What was that? A-? I had to like rewind and watch it again because I thought, well, did I look away? And I was like, oh, OK, I guess it's a vision. It's got to be a vision, right? Because I'm sitting there. Obi-Wan yeah. or uh, Qui-Gon was not a- alive. Yeah. When, right. So this has yeah. to be some sort of like Either a memory, vision, or, just, or yeah, I mean
1: something that's being pulled.
0: Right. I mean Yoda's even said it before that like the future is uncertain, and so he might be yeah. seeing like, uh, yeah, yeah. No, he, he might have been past. It, yeah, what yeah, right. might have been. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Love the music this time around. Did you notice that? I felt like the music was oh, just yeah. better. Like I, maybe it was because it was more slow down, more contemplative kind of scenes. He's should really focus on it, but. There was a lot of things where I was like, Is this available? Like, can I listen to this <laughs> on something? You know, I wonder. Yeah, I, bet you can. I, I, I did mean, like that. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Stephen, what were
2: some standout moments for you? I love that they lean back into the Grievous fight with the Jedi that you they yeah. back away from in the first volume after he pretty soundly defeats several yeah. of them at once. Yeah, yeah. I like that they pick that up and show him just being like untouchable. Yeah, I always wished in the live action movies we had Grievous as the force he is in this show. Because I want to see this battle in like live action. Yeah. So yeah. It's nice. To see, he, That's a good point. Even though he does well, lean more towards into the comedic stuff does. later on, which is surprising.
1: In the first volume that we have that scene and Grievous, is like downright scary. And in this one, they keep doing that thing like where Palpatine's in the elevator and Grievous, head just like comes upside <laughs> down into the shot. And shot. that, that happens three different times where you have like a the, boom, window. Grievous, with Palpatine, yeah. the window. Yeah. Yeah. You have that a couple of times, and it is like very funny. But every time, I was like, "This is weird." Well,
0: there's a lot of suspense, and then like instead of like a yeah. shock thing, it's just like <clears throat> you just kind of lowers yeah. in, and it's just like I was like, "Oh, what?" Like that's not scary. <laughs> oh, at all. I didn't get it. I was expecting I to be it. like, oh, you know, and jump. The One jump thing stair. I wish
2: got expanded more in this was when Dooku and Grievous had a scene together. Yeah, uh, I want more of that. Oh, relationship. that was yeah. yeah was finally, we got to see it, it.
0: and he's teaching them, and. Mm-hmm. You know, he's notoriously yeah, he's
2: gonna, like bigoted against like droids and people using mechanical parts and all true. the books and stuff. So would it would be Count interesting. Dooku. So like, he has to do it, but he, no, he hates it. Yeah, I
1: don't understand like why in all of the Star Wars universe is Count Dooku like the least explored character?
0: I know he's so fascinating, he's so
1: weird. Yeah. You know, you just don't get much of it at all. He's so the missing
0: piece b- between yeah. you know, like he is Palpatine's Padawan basically. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. You know that the the rule of two. He's the other guy, right? So it's he's like a
2: major political head of like an entire movement, and he's just like the nameless bad guy in lots of things. When he has so much depth to his character, Jedi Sifradius,
0: right? That's his his uh, pen his pen name. Is he Sifre- Dias? No,
2: Sliferdias was another Jedi Master that was one of his contemporaries when he was a Jedi Master. Okay, but I thought Dooku
0: used his name as the one to purchase the clone army. I thought that's what that was. No, maybe they
2: explore just... this in the book *Darth Plagueis* by ah, James. You
0: ah, I have not read. that. So Sliferdias was bad then, or he was good, or see that, that it kind was of like
2: morally, it was like a gray area, like use this as a backup i don't know if i fully agree with this but we don't want to be caught empty-handed if it comes to this kind of okay. thing okay mm-hmm.
1: yeah because they do throw that out there like in attack of the clones they're like master Sifo deus and you'll never really see that play out you never really get so yeah interesting, really. i do
2: highly recommend that book that was one of my most favorite star wars books ever say what was it again? darth, Plagueis, darth by Plagueis by james yeah Lucino.
0: i've seen that okay. i haven't read it that came out some, around the time of as tarkin i think Ish, yeah, something like that. I, I love, love Darth Bane. It's read by Darth Daniel Bane Davis,
2: Bane. which is very good. Oh yeah. Okay. All
1: right. Well, Steven, you're our guest, so why don't we why don't we stay positive? Tell me what your Ichiwawa moment was. That your the biggest, best standout moment for
2: you. All right. All right. I love the clones and all the media that they're in. I love their unique personalities, and then they're not just some random army. I like that they all have character and fun, even like this, where it's not as in depth as say, like the the later Clone Wars show. Um, there are still little moments where the troopers can stand out and have their own special things there's this mm-hmm. one where uh, an ARC trooper which is one of the leaders in red tinted armor he arc just goes full yep. yeah yeah he yep. just goes full Rambo there's some droids advancing <laughs> over like a ridge and he's outnumbered he just whips out a pistol and like a full like rifle and he just dual wielding and just like panning across the whole fleet of droids and it's like it's great it's just
0: like a force yeah, to be reckoned badass.
2: with I love it <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about you steve
0: i think mine was I, I one thing i enjoyed about this was that because they had a little bit longer time the cinematography aspect of it was cool hmm. i thought when the fleet was flying into space to meet or um not the fleet uh the the fighters fighter squadron right led by uh, I, oof, I feel like i knew that jedi's name the one with the ASA whole 10 yeah, and he was going into space and you see like a bunch of stars and all of a sudden the stars like whoosh, roll in and it's yeah. and it's like looks like debris, but then it's all of a sudden not debris, it's you know, frigates and star destroyers and all that mm. stuff and ships and then you see the little specks around each one because it's all the fighters I was like, dude, that was really cool to see that like all come in really, really quick and to do that with a cartoon is impressive. Like that's cinematography right there in a cartoon, you know, they could have just had them like flying up and then just be in the battle suddenly, but they chose to like, make it come in. Like it's this crazy thing. And that 3d battle where you have star destroyers all facing, you know, all the ships are facing different directions and some are colliding with each other. And like that whole segment was, I think better than the segment from episode three, because that segment in episode Whoa. three focuses, if, well, focuses way too much on the Obi-Wan buzz droid thing for, for just far too okay. long. Right. Okay. Where this was like, it focused on the guys jumping from ship to ship, taking over like the space battle. Like it was just all over the place and chaos. And I, I just thought it was really, really good, but it it yeah. reminded me exactly of episode three, kind of like, well, they probably took, a lot of this stuff, like wow, this is a great idea, you know. Mm-hmm. You can do this in cartoon, we can just do it in real life.
2: Yeah. They basically
0: recreated the same scene. You got to think this was done before episode three, so
2: yeah. Yeah, this aired on TV like three or four months before episode three was in theaters, yeah, yeah, so there's nice like synergy there with the, yeah, oh,
0: absolutely, down. yeah. So, just it just, yeah, I, I think it was a perfect roll into episode three, but I thought that that like beginning of the space battle rolling in, flying out of the atmosphere was just so cool looking. I had to rewind yeah. and watch it again. I was like, oh man, yeah. that was awesome.
1: That's a, that's a good pull. A what good about you, there. Nick? I really liked seeing the, uh, the promotion ceremony to see Anakin, like, Oh get yeah, that was cool. Jedi night, like come into that room and all the Jedis are lighting up the sabers And we yeah. have a little, like, you know, sort of a knighting ceremony. We see, uh, Anakin's rat tail get cut, you know, and <laughs> he starts growing out the hair. <laughs> But I just, you know, we never see that. I I can't think of a time when we saw like a a true promotion like that. And so it was just kind of like a little corner of Jedi-ness that we hadn't seen before. So,
0: yeah, I like
1: that. I thought that was interesting. Yeah,
0: There was a lot to like. I I think it was, you know, I remember watching this and being like, oh, that's my favorite thing. Nope. Nope. Okay, that's my favorite thing. You know, like what an incredible smell you've discovered. That was I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's great. Because that's like totally Han Solo. That's my favorite part. And there was yeah. so many other cool things that happened yep. that it's, it's hard to, but that one scene for me, like that was so memorable. It was so cool looking. What about uh, Nick? What about something bad? Oh. <laughs> What's your Oak of Arc? Oak moment? of Arc.
1: Well, I really didn't like anything that had Padman Anakin in it. I felt like <laughs> the, I mean, That's the true. relationship is weird always, but I just felt like in this, I found Padme really annoying in their relationship. Like I don't know. I just really didn't like those scenes. Every time one of those came up, I was Did like, Did you All think right, it was
0: weird that like next. he was like it was obvious they set the tone that somebody was following him, but he didn't know it was Padme. I feel like that's a little bit weird. <laughs> right, true. that like it you did not seem like
1: you'd be able to. They yeah. make a whole
2: point of being able to like sense each other across the universe right. in various exactly. forms of media, and you yeah. couldn't tell it was her He's, two blocks. Yeah, behind yeah.
0: Him. He's in the temple <laughs> looking out at her, and she's in her hotel room or whatever, whatever. Not hotel room, uh, yeah. house. Looking out, space and they like hotel. can see. Yeah. yeah, space hotel, but like space accommodations and yeah, they totally can like sense each other. You know, and she knows that something's wrong. But uh, yeah, I thought that was just like, I was just like, oh, yeah, that was you, d- you honestly didn't know it was her. Yeah, true.
1: <laughs> so, so, yeah, I didn't I didn't like that
0: point. section. He went to the point of pulling his lightsaber
1: out like yeah. at, her yeah, right. at her throat, right at her throat. man.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. What about you, Steve? What was your oak of arc? Moment, there
2: here. is just some unfortunate phrasing of prophecies later on <laughs> at the Nelvin. I place. know what you oh, mean, yeah. When the, when the elder is recounting the prophecy about Anakin going to rescue them from whatever, there's just very unfortunate phrasing involving the Does mother's. Say, like you have to
1: enter the mother's it's like mouth. you will
2: enter the mother's mouth and like set her aflame or yeah. something I'm like okay yeah. all right there was some what kind of movie to set up yeah, for her? It a, ooh,
0: i think that, that whole crazy. scene that whole aspect of it was silly that like you know oh there's no more men left but there's just this one so we're gonna test him to see if he's up for it and it's just like there's only one just yeah, you like tried this what about 800 times. Right, Why yeah. are we doing
2: this again? He's yeah,
0: has got, to he's got, you're he gonna, you're gonna test out. him against this massive animal that's just gonna kill him, and then you'll have nobody. So it's yeah, that was yeah, I don't know, that was really, it was kind of
1: weird. Like I their whole like you know they're really pulling from i feel like native american like imagery and and sort of like the, the, the mythology yeah, I think of so
0: that yeah was
1: sort of pulling from that which reminded me of that ewok comic book that we did not long ago or hannah Barbera's pawpaws as we've discussed oh, uh, <laughs> in great detail but yes there's there's certainly the cave there
0: painting prop yeah like the yes. cave painting scene that was pretty cool i really did like that when you um, see the story
1: play out in cave and then yeah. it
0: like it, like it focuses in and you see Darth Vader's helmet. Yeah. You only see, for a you know second. That? I'm glad they didn't only overdo that. Yeah. 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 They didn't, didn't focus fall. on it that you kind of had to be like, whoa, that was definitely the shape of Darth Vader's yeah, helmet. I, I, I recognize... know that shape. Yeah. And so I, for me, it yeah, like, what about I you? agree How with you, Steve, that, that I, I think it reminded me that, that, that the, the separatist techno union existed. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, those <laughs> guys, like
2: yeah. they
0: could have just not had it and it would have been Okay. Yeah. But it seemed like a really weird like you're going to face your trial and they made it they made it mirror Luke's, right? Where hmm. in in um you know you're going to only bring only bring what you um you're going to face only what you bring with you, right? And that's his vi- that's like the vision Yoda has of Anakin before he's going into you know the the, the jungle with Qui-Gon, so it's kind of mirroring what he's doing now right and i thought oh okay is he going out there without his lightsaber and all that stuff cuz he's shirtless but it was weird that like their prophecy is yeah. that he's going to like rescue them but do all these things but it's really not for them it's really just for himself yeah so I, maybe it's good that it's multi-layered that like their yeah. their savior is also saving himself but we all know it it doesn't right so like yeah. He doesn't actually learn anything from this. It's just confirming what's going to happen in the future. So I thought that that was really weird that it's like this is kind of setting up for like a in the future. He's going to be doing something. He's going to be like, oh, remember when I was in that cave and I saw this thing? I have my I have the power to change my destiny. And maybe it's not that maybe it is all the way in Return of the Jedi. That's yeah. what's going through his brain. Yeah, maybe. You know, that like...
1: Yeah, it was one so, of those things where it's like, you all know what happens to Anakin Skywalker. So here's yeah. something that kind of... So it wasn't... Yeah. It we was
0: didn't really see really a royal bad. guard. A purple royal guard. Do you remember That's that? True. So it was like a republic, I guess, or a yeah. uh, republic guards were Yeah, purple? whatever.
1: Palpatines. They were purple. Yeah. Right? yeah, in They're episode like one. It was
0: like a deep, deep blue. Deep blue. Day, okay. Purples and blues I'm bad with.
1: I think, you know, I think you're... I feel like the whole sequence of this it really stood out to me like as opposed to volume one where it was like we got these cool moments for all the jedi like everybody like we had the cool makes window thing we had the awesome kit fisto underwater thing we kept going through the different jedi and featuring them differently and i wanted more of that you know i wanted this episode to i wanted more of that yeah. wolf jedi you know well, like, it was I only cool
0: have... moments right i mean yeah. that's obi-wan that's one gets like, nothing you're... in this problem. no obi-wan, Obi-Wan really gets nothing yeah yeah no. that's right steve he's like He's sidelined, totally yeah. sidelined.
1: And I think this whole sequence of Anakin and the Prophecy is like, we could have done without that. And we could have done a lot more of the cool stuff that we got in the first one. So,
2: yeah, you know, Obi-Wan versus we know. Dirge in the first one. is such a compelling, like, it little is. mini action sequence. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. Obi-Wan
1: is just, like, so... I feel like it's the the most hardcore you ever see Obi Wan is in this first in volume one, yeah. And in this one, he really is in that sort of like disapproving dad mode that we see. I
0: mean, him. Clone Wars yeah. he is like the first season of the Clone Wars. He's pretty, I suppose. Yeah, he's pretty stuck suppose, up. You know? but he's,
1: he's just so hardcore, you know, when he goes against Dirge. I mean Yeah, he's yeah. very
0: cunning in it. But I think I think that's what makes the first the volume one so good, right? That there is no chance for you to kind of not like anything. Yeah. where it's really just like all the best parts of every single scene where this starts to kind of draw the story out and let there be that opportunity of like, mm, did we really need that? Maybe not. Yeah. You know,
1: I will say that I never felt the length in volume one. I never was like, how much
2: longer do I have this one? I had a little
1: bit of like, yeah, huh, this one,
0: it was a couple times. Still, still I
1: know
2: like you yeah. could, excise all the nelva and stuff yeah you wouldn't have hurt I anything agree. it would I have agree. improved honestly we could have had
1: so much yeah we could have had a lot more concept. yeah because i mean it's like the one character in star wars that you don't need more development for is anakin i feel like you know like we got
0: well it's like taking and... the driver's test like a year after you got your license right. you know it's like oh you know anakin you I... never had the trials so yeah. this is your chance yeah. and i'd have been like what? Bro, I'm a Yo, Jedi right. Knight already. I don't be need right. to take that. Don't, that quit it happens. with your trials thing, bro. You know, and so I did like that they were calling each other brother, though. That, like,
1: yeah. there that was, was that, nice.
0: like, oh, you know, you'll be my brother. And Anakin's yeah. like, huh? What? You know? Uh, eh, you know, and his little angstiness. <laughs> and then, like, sure, uh, right. then and he Lord goes, Paster and he even argues yeah. with him. You know, he's like, you yeah. oh, know, I wish Qui-Gon was alive instead. of You, you know? um, yeah. uh, But... but. <laughs> that's what I was imagining in my head that he's pretty much
1: what happened. All right. Let's cut to it. Gang. How many yub nubs out of five, Steven, how many yub nubs are we going to
2: give this you? Uh, 3.5. Oh, oh, that's oh, lower than that. I, I, I loved He's it as a no, kid. I have not yeah. watched it in some time. Okay. Before, I probably okay. would have given it we'll
0: four, got... four and a half, but a plus is his first rate yeah, yeah. Three and a half three and, a half.
2: three and a half. Three and
1: a half. Compared to what?
0: Right. He's got nothing Steve. to compare <laughs> to. So I get it. I get it. No, that's good. Yeah. All
1: right. Steve, what about you?
0: Man, I know I gave volume one a five. Uh, yeah, I, and I, I gotta give it. this one a five too. This one was so. I think really? I like this one better. I really did like what? this one better. Really? Yeah, I don't think I, not the impression I was need, getting.
1: You need to listen back to this episode because no, no, I no. promise you, I you didn't don't like, the like the it as Nell much. No, stuff.
0: But I liked everything else. I liked okay. everything else, it was really, really okay. good. All, All right, the so Mace well. Windu stuff. The Yoda stuff, the shock T stuff, like even the the okay. the hallway f- or the tunnel fight, like all that stuff, I, I thought was so much fun.
1: It did crack me up when Mace Windu just punched into that ship and grabbed some wires and then started actively sparking like, wires. Wow.
0: Okay. Okay, that probably interested. should have been my Ockavark moment because that right. was my. I was I like, wrote mm, it down. I suspend I wrote it my down. disbelief on that one. Yeah. That, like I thought, no. oh, he's gonna start going like this. He's gonna like turn his wrist to the right yeah. and the ship's gonna go right he's gonna yeah. turn his wrist to the left it's gonna yeah. and I was like uh here we go yeah. that's probably the corniest thing I, I think yeah. that's probably should have been like it he's
1: riding a horse yeah yeah like remember he's the, riding a horse remember the jousting uh the jousting fellas the jousting from, um, IGs yeah volume one <laughs> I'm a three star on this one I would watch the second one again oh, I don't man. really this one I I don't feel it compelled to watch
0: again. there's a there are a lot of Ewok episodes you would rather watch besides <laughs> <laughs> that that might be a just stretch think of that. That be just a think stretch. of that yeah 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 guess, are you sure guess, you're ready to journey across the floating the sea guess, of floating islands
1: if we're just gonna if we're just looking at the two of them okay just <laughs> okay. in the world of the clone wars i say volume one is a, is a five star and this is a three star
0: okay you know, i would
1: probably choose I'd this agree. over a lot of Ewok episodes and over every droid episode so
0: yeah, you know? I'm just surprised. A- after I finished it, I was like, man, that was that was so much. There was so much Star Wars packed into that, right? Both it, of them are like so- an hour long, so it's like an hour and, I don't know, 10, 15 yeah. minutes total. Yeah. It's just so much Star Wars packed into that. I was thinking, man, they really should have made this into a movie. And that's probably why they, they did the, the Star Wars Clone Wars, right? Because yeah. they kind of took the framework from this yeah. and made the Clone Wars. Right, they yeah. just made everything. But ba- I mean, Asajj Ventress—that's like I was thinking. Like, is it? Did, I was thinking of the stuff that I had said in the original one. That like, oh, Asajj Ventress didn't die. But then I, as as she wasn't in this, I was like, well, maybe she did. Was that yeah, when she, she actually really, died? Like, really I cannot really, remember right. from, in the Clone yeah. Wars when she actually died. And so it caused me to think: Where does this fit in the Clone Wars series? There's seven seasons of that, right? Something yeah. like that? Six or
1: seven? I did not go the did you go the distance on Clone Wars, yeah. Steven? Okay.
2: They added a, a last season like years after it initially ended. Yeah. And it really like tied everything directly leading into Revenge of the Sith. Hmm. Okay. So I the way this is serialized, I think you could take days. parts of these and like work it into the canon without disrupting things too much. Okay. Yeah. But it does clash in a weird ways sometimes. Okay. But okay. It
0: does clash. We don't get Arc 77. As a main character, right in Clone Wars, I don't remember. No, there are there
2: are plenty oh, of. I think there are yeah the red and things the that the are red, hard yeah. to really quantify. Okay. How many are actually Just named?
0: Peter Cody's, you know, and that was a big one. What a journey! Um, what a journey this has been,
1: and we got another uh, weird one next time around, Steve. If you can believe this, next episode is going to be our Life Day special. It's Christmas time, baby. Life so,
0: Day. Life oh day.
1: yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of Life Day, we saw Wookies. And including a child Wookiee. So I don't, think it was, I don't think it was Chewbacca and Lumpy, but it sure made me think of Lumpy and Itchy and the whole uh, Life Day gang over there. Yeah. Have you seen the holiday special, Steve? No, I have not. Because there's an extended sequence where don't Chewbacca ever, ever, yeah. watches softcore porn. Oh, <laughs> totally. It's <sorry>. totally <laughs> softcore
0: porn. It is. Right? There's no it other happens. way to describe it. It happens. There it happens is right. no other way.
1: The Arthur's there and she falls in love. Sure. Kind of.
2: Sure. So, Yeah.
1: Anyway, it's not good. But we are going to be talking about Kevin Scott's story, The Crew Lock, which you can find in the Life Day Treasury. Back when we did Night of the Gorax, uh, Kevin Scott reached out to us on Twitter and he was like, hey, if you guys like that, I got a Christmas story, too. So you guys should do The Crew Lock. So here we go. It's happening. Our old pal Jesse Riles is going to be back.
0: I can't wait. Uh, People
1: have said, please don't have him on the show again. And... We just, you know, we owe it to him. He's, worst,
0: he's been the worst special guest. He
1: has. And that, and just in, had, yeah. we don't like talking to him either. I think uh, that's yeah, important.
0: Believe me, I never call him. And when he texts, I just, yeah. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll, put a letter there. So it just gives him the three dots. Yeah. So he sits on that for <laughs> you, months because I don't, don't care. It. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah, what a know, jerk. Me. Anyway,
1: the crew lock is what we're going to be talking about. It's a story found in the Life Day Treasury. So if you want to read along with us, that'll be good. And then after that. New year, we're going to be back into uh, droids and the Ewoks comics, whether we like it or not. So, uh, I want to say thank you to our special guest, Stephen Van Valkenburg. Please don't kill this show like you did three nice
0: things. <laughs> Again, <laughs> no further comment for legal reasons. Okay. okay. It was nice <laughs> knowing you guys. <laughs>
1: this was a good time. This was a good time. All right, Steve, see you next time for Life Day.
0: See you, Steve, and see you, Nick. Bye, Steve. This Endorian Life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include 90s Music Got Me Like, previously on X-Men, and 9021 Here We Go. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or X at Endorian Life. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts.